Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters in the faith. Praises be to our loving Father that we are able to gather once again in this assembly to praise and worship him through the power of the name that he has given to his son, Yahusha HaMashiach. We are indeed truly thankful because we were able to observe the festivals, the appointed times of Yahuwah Abba, and in so doing, we receive the strength and the power of Yahuwah, which we believe we need so that we can complete our journey. And so we need to understand we must complete what Yahuwah has began in our life. To do so, however, is not a simple task or a simple matter, because in our journey from today until the day we enter the promised land, there's going to be much testing in our life. And so we need to be fully prepared. And so what must we rely upon so that in our journey, even if we fail and stumble along the way, we will not be disillusioned and we will end up receiving the strength we need, not from within, but from Yahuwah through his son, Yahushua. What message did our King Yahushua give to his disciples after he established a new covenant with them? Let's read what it says in the book of Luke 22, 31 to 32. Simon, Simon. Listen, Satan has received permission to test all of you, to separate the good from the bad as a farmer separates the wheat from the shaft. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. And when you turn back to me, you must strengthen your brothers. What we read there is Yahusha's message and warning after he gave the bread and gave the cup, after he established a new covenant, with his disciples. What was the message of our King Yahusha, specifically to Simon Peter? He says, Simon, Simon, listen, Satan has received permission to test all of you. We are not surprised that when we are experiencing the strength and power of Yahuwah, that if we are walking in the right path, we become targets. Isn't that true? Who begins to target us? the devouring lion, who is Satan, our adversary. He is looking for people to destroy. And so when we bear the witness of Yahushua, when we are on the right path, we become his targets. He will test us. Yahuwah gives permission that we go through testing in our life. This is what Yahushua warned his disciples that will take place when they become his true followers. This warning, we must also heed. However, what is the good news? Even when we go through testings in our life, Yahushua says, I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. Doesn't that sound good to the ears and to the heart when we know that Yahushua, our king, is praying for us, let us remember in our journey, rely on what Yahushua can do for us. He prays for us. And if he prays for us, our faith will not fail. We may struggle at times, but ultimately our faith will not fail. This was promised by our king, Yahushua HaMashiach. However, what was also foretold by Yahushua in fulfillment of prophecy. Let's read the book of Matthew 26, 31 to 32, then Yahushua said to them, this very night, all of you will run away and leave me. For the scripture says, God will kill the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. 
but after I am raised to life, I will go to Galilee ahead of you, according to our King Yahushua. On the night he was to be betrayed, on the night he gave the cup and gave the bread, Yahushua also said to his disciples, all of you will run away and leave me. It sounds unthinkable, right? It doesn't seem possible. We're speaking about the apostles. We're speaking about great men of faith. People who gave their life to our King Yahushua. How can they betray Yahushua and run away during times of testing? But Yahushua says, this is what will happen. Why? Because scripture says, God will kill the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. You see, it's all part of the plan. It is the unfolding of prophecy. This was decreed long ago, even before the apostles were born, even before Yahushua was born. And so according to our King Yahushua, something will happen to them, something that we need to be fully prepared to experience. And so when Simon Peter and the rest of the disciples were listening to our King Yahushua speak and give this warning. What did Simon Peter say? Let's read Matthew 26, 33, 35. Peter spoke up and said to Yahushua, I will never leave you, even though all the rest do. Yahushua said to Peter, I tell you that before the rooster crows tonight, you will say three times that you do not know me. Peter answered, I will never say that, even if I have to die with you. And all the other disciples said the same thing. And so an apostle Peter was speaking or was listening to what Yahushua, our king, was warning about, that they would leave him. What did apostle Peter say? He opposed what Yahushua said. He says to our king, Yahushua, I will never leave you, even though all the rest do. What can we see from this statement of apostle Peter? He has conviction, doesn't he? He has strong faith, doesn't he? He believes that even if the others will leave him, he says to Yahushua, I will never leave you. You see, the one thing we know about Apostle Peter is that he loves Yahushua. He gave up his occupation to follow Yahushua. What was his previous occupation? He was a fisherman. When Yahushua called him to become a follower, to become a disciple, he said, yes, he left everything. He followed Yahushua. Now he's saying to our King Yahushua, I will never leave you, even if the others will leave. But what did our King Yahushua say to him? He says, I tell you, before the rooster crows tonight, you will say three times that you do not know me. Yahushua says, you're going to deny me, reject me three times before the rooster crows tonight. And what did Apostle Peter say in response? I will never say that, even if I have to die with you. You know, when we experience the blessing of Yahuwah, when we feel the strength of Yahusha, we can say things like this. Perhaps after we partook of our share of Yahusha's supper, when we gain newness of hope and newness of strength, we develop the conviction within, a strong faith welled up within, and we were able to make promises to Yahuwah and to Yahusha. Did you make a promise? A promise based on conviction that you will do this and you will do this and do that. Is it good to have conviction? Absolutely. We need 
to aspire and to do our best to please Yahuwah, to improve and to grow in our faith in our services to Yahuwah Abba, it's all good. We need to do that. We need to strive for perfection. Apostle Peter, he had conviction. But when he made this statement, it was before the test. You see, it's easy to make promises before the test. It's easy to make proclamations before the storm comes. What matters, however, is not what happens before, but what happens during, right? When the test has finally come, when we are in the midst of the storm, do we still have that conviction? And so what did what happened to Apostle Peter? When that test finally came, when Yahusha was arrested. Let's read the book of Luke 22, 54 to 56. They arrested Yahusha and took him away into the house of the high priest. And Peter followed at a distance. And, fi and fire had been lit in the center of the courtyard. And Peter joined those who were sitting around it. When one of the servant women saw him sitting there at the fire, she looked straight at him and said, this man too was with Yahushua. And so Yahushua was arrested, taken to the house of the high priest. This was the test that was going to come. And when Apostle Peter was seeing this happening, what did he do? He followed Yahushua, but he kept his distance. And then he sits at the center of the courtyard. While he was there, somebody notices him, a servant woman. This servant woman says about him, this man, Peter, he too was with Yahushua. Yahushua was arrested. And now this woman is bringing attention to Apostle Peter, associating him with the one who was arrested and being mocked and ridiculed. And so Peter was in a bind, right? It was kind of like a test. Remember what Yahushua said to his disciples, I will make you fishers of men. You will testify the good news. You will testify about me. You know, when you really think about the situation, this trial here, this was actually the perfect opportunity to speak about Yahushua, right? When the woman was pointing to Apostle Peter and says, this man too was with Yahushua, the best case scenario would have been for Apostle Peter to speak to all of them, yes. I'm a follower of Yahushua. Yes, you arrested him. But after three days, after his death, he will rise again. Well, not, that would have been the perfect scenario, right? But we are imperfect human beings. And Apostle Peter is a human being, right? What should have been was for him to actually deliver on what he promised Yahushua before he was arrested. But what instead happened to Apostle Peter when he was being accused of being with our King Yahushua? Let's read 22, 57 and 62. But Peter denied it. Sponsor for a while. Instead of testifying of Yahushua, he denied Yahushua. Woman, I don't even know him. After a little while, a man noticed Peter and said, you are one of them too. But Peter answered, man, I am not. Denial number two. And about an hour later, another man insisted strongly. There isn't any doubt that this man was with Yahushua because he's also a Galilean. But Peter answered, man, 
I don't know what you are talking about. Denial number three. At once, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed, the Lord turned around and looked straight at Peter. And Peter remembered that the Lord had said to him before the rooster crows tonight, you will say three times that you do not know me. Peter went out and wept bitterly. And so when Yahushua, when Apostle Peter was being highlighted, when attention was brought to him, linking him, associating him with the one who was arrested in Yahushua, Apostle Peter, who had the opportunity to speak on his behalf, what did he do? He rejected Yahushua. He denied our King Yahushua. How many times did he deny our King Yahushua? How many times? Three times. And on the third time, before he finished his statement, the rooster crowed. And Yahushua turns around, looks at Peter. Peter remembers what Yahushua said. And because of this, he felt guilty and shame because he just made a promise. Just hours before, he made a vow to Yahusha, even if I have to die for you, I will never leave you. I will never deny you. But here he was, three times, he denied our king, Yahusha. Although he received the strength and power, even though he was in close fellowship with Yahusha, even though he is an apostle, he failed Yahusha three times. And because of this, he went out and wept bitterly. Brothers and sisters, is there time in our life when we feel like Peter? Maybe we have made a promise and we failed to live up to it. Apostle Peter he gave up his life for Yahushua. This was his opportunity to prove his love for him and he fails. And so there's guilt and shame. You know, when you carry guilt and shame, it will crush you. And so Apostle Peter, basically, he kind of gave up on himself. But you know who did not give up on him? Our king, Yahushua. You see, Apostle Peter, he had his weaknesses like we have our weaknesses. But what must we rely upon? Especially, and please remember this, especially when we fail Yahuwah and when we fail Yahusha. What must we keep in mind? Let's go back to the book of Luke, chapter 22, 31 to 32. Simon, Simon, listen, Satan has received permission to test all of you, to separate the good from the bad as a farmer separates the wheat from the chaff. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. And when you turn back to me. You must strengthen your brothers. What must we rely upon? Especially when we stumble and fall. Because we will. If we're going to be honest with ourselves. We're not perfect. There's so much that can happen between now and the day. When Yahushua returns. So what must we rely upon? What must we remember? Each and every time we stumble and fall and fail our King Yahushua. Let's remember the great love in this statement of our King Yahushua. You know, Yahushua said this to Simon Peter, knowing, knowing he was going to fail. 
he knows he was going to fail. But even then, what did our King Yahushua say? Yahushua said to him, when you turn back to me, you see, by the great love for King Yahushua, even though he knows we are far from perfect, even though he knows we falter as human beings, he loves us nonetheless. And he always gives us the opportunity to return. The next time we fail our king, despite the fact we tried our best, but somehow we failed him, brethren. Remember, Yahushua is always going to be waiting for us. Just like the father in the parable of the prodigal son taught by our king Yahushua, we have the father, we have Yahushua. Each and every time we fail, they're always there waiting for us to return. And so even if, even if we have given up on ourselves, Yahushua will not give up on us. You know, Apostle Peter, he basically gave up on himself. He felt sad and guilty and shame. And so what did he do? He went back to his occupation. He went back to work. He went back going fishing. He no longer saw himself fit to testify of Yahushua. How can he preach about Yahushua when he denied him three times? And so he concluded, I'm not for this. I am not worthy. I'm going to go back to where I was before. And so that's what he did. He went back fishing. You know, while he was fishing together with some of the other disciples on a boat, do you know what happened? Let's read the book of John 21, 7 to 9. Then the disciple Yahushua, then the disciple Yahushua loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from the shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire, and some bread. And so what we have here was about Peter on a boat. What was he doing? He was fishing. While they were fishing, the disciple, Yahushua Love, by the way, who is that? Apostle John, the one who wrote this gospel, right? And Apostle John notices on the shore, while they were on the boat, on the shore, there's a man. Wait a minute. That's the Lord. And so when Peter hears this, what does he do in great excitement? He puts on his tunic because he took it off. Because he was working. And so he put on his tunic. And then he does something only Apostle Peter does. He jumps into the water. He was so full of zeal and excitement. He wanted to swim to the shore to see our king, Yahushua. You know, one would expect. But someone of the nature of Yahushua, king of kings and lord of lords. After rejecting him three times and leaving him, abandoning him, one would expect that Yahushua would reject him as well. But that's not the case here. When Peter and the rest found their way back to the shore, you know what they found waiting for them? Breakfast. Can you imagine that? After all this, feeling the burden of shame and guilt, living your life, thinking you failed, Yahushua. What else is the point of living? There's no other chance, no other way for us to return to him. But then when they return to Yahushua, breakfast is served. 
There was fish cooking and some bread. This is our king, brothers and sisters. Do you see the, the kindness and the love of our king? He prepares breakfast for them. And when they get there, what does Yahushua say? Bring some of the fish you've caught, Yahushua said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast. Yahushua said none of the disciples there to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Yahushua served them the bread and the fish. That's our king. He gave a good example of what it means to be a servant. He should have been dictating. He should have been upset and angry. He should have rejected his disciples. But Yahushua was actually waiting for them to return. Isn't this what Yahushua said to his disciples, Simon, Simon? All of you are going to be tested. You're going to fail. But I'll be right here waiting for you after you fail. And I will receive you back. He fulfilled it. Because on that day, he prepared breakfast for them. And he said to Peter and the rest, come, eat the bread. Eat the fish. And after they had breakfast, what did Yahushua do? Let's read John 21, 15 and 17. After they had eaten, Yahushua said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do? Yes, Lord, he answered, you know that I love you. Yahushua said to him, take care of my lambs. A second time, Yahushua said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he answered. You know that I love you. Yahushua said to him, take care of my sheep. A third time, Yahushua said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter became sad because Yahushua asked him the third time, do you love me? And so he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Yahushua said to him, take care of my sheep. Brothers and sisters, this was a tender moment between our King Yahushua and the fallen disciple by the name of Apostle Peter. After breakfast, what does Yahushua ask Apostle Peter? He asks him three times. Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter says, I love you. And on the third time, he says to Yahushua, Lord, you know everything. Do you know why? Apostle Peter said, Lord, you know everything. Because he experienced that himself. When the rooster crowed, he realized Yahushua knows everything. He knows about me. And so Apostle Peter says to him, Lord, you know everything. You know my heart. You know I love you. Brothers and sisters, we believe everyone here, all of us here, we love our King Yahushua, right? And because of our love for him, we want to do great things for him. We want to honor and worship him. But as human beings, Yahushua knows we will fail sometimes. 
But always remember this. You can never outlove Yahusha. You can never run away far from him that he's no longer able to reach you. His love is so deep, so great. Even when we fail, he's waiting for our return. Brethren, let's always return to our King Yahusha. Like Apostle Peter experienced, he was restored by our King. And Apostle Peter is being restored to what he needs to do. What is that? To feed the lambs, to feed the sheep, to take care of the flock. In other words, Yahushua is basically telling Peter, why did you stop doing what I told you to do? Perhaps in the mind of Apostle Peter, I am not worthy. And then Yahushua is telling him, my love makes you worthy. You see, it's not about us. If we rely on our goodness, if we rely on our own strength, we will not matter. What matters is Yahushua. You see, our strength, our goodness, sometimes it fails. But the love of Yahushua will never fail. Why? Because he's always ready to receive us when we go to him. And so what must we do in the event between now and the promised land entrance? What must we do when we experience trials and we fall and stumble? Let's read the book of Hebrews 4, 14 down to 16. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Yahushua, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. For he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Yahushua was tested. Yahushua knows what it's like to go through temptation, but he did not commit sin. He was perfect. But he will not use his perfection to condemn us when we do fall into sin. When we do fall and stumble in our journey. Why? Because he understands our weaknesses. Our King Yahushua knows who we are more than anyone else. He knows us even better than we know ourselves. He knows we are weak. He knows that we fall sometimes, despite our best efforts not to. And so when we do fall, what must we do? The Bible says, approach your king. Approach the throne of grace. What shall we receive when we approach the throne of grace? When we fail, when we fall, the Bible says we will find mercy and grace when we need it the most. You see, the only reason why we're here is not because we're good, but because Yahuwah and Yahusha are good. The basis of we fulfilling the purpose of our life is by the grace of Yahuwah, by the strength and power of Yahusha, we need to rely on the love, the love of Yahusha, so that we can all enter the promised land. And when we do approach uh, our King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and we approach the throne of gr the grace, the throne of grace of Yahuwah Abba, what shall we experience? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. Revelation 3, 19 and 21. 
Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. You see, Yahusha loves us. And because he loves us, he cannot keep his eyes off of us, even though he's in heaven. He's always watching over us. He is our true shepherd. He is our true leader. He can, he's the only one who can be our true leader because he's the only one who knows everything in our life. He watches us, not to condemn us. He watches us because he loves us. Sometimes he will rebuke and discipline us because he loves us. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. What does our King Yahushua intend to do when we approach him? Filled with repentant hearts, opening our doors to him. Yahushua says, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. I don't know. We can only imagine. But Apostle Peter must have felt. Imagine carrying a great burden, a great load of grief, sadness, anxiety, guilt, and shame. And then Yahusha preparing breakfast and restoring us with his love. One can only imagine what it was like. When Apostle Peter was with Yahusha receiving that restoration. But we can also experience that, brothers and sisters. Even though our King Yahusha is in heaven, we are here on earth. He can still eat with us by his spirit. And so, brethren, let us do our best to fulfill our duties. Let us do our best to strive. To be holy, to be good. But let's, let's not rely on our goodness. Let's rely on what will never fail. And that's the love of Yahusha. Because he loves us. He's ready. And he's looking for our hearts to open to him. So that he can be with us. To eat. To fellowship. To strengthen. Why does he want to strengthen us? Because he wants us, just like he did, to overcome and to be able to sit on the throne before our Yahuwah Abba. And so brothers and sisters, between now and then, whenever we fail, every time we fail, immediately turn to your king, turn to our Mashiach Yahusha, turn to our father who loves us, and receive, receive forgiveness, receive the strength, so that we can go on until the end. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, how great is your love. Many have sang praises and hymns, proclaiming and expressing the depths of your love. But no song can ever capture the true essence of the love that you have shown and continue to provide your people. We are witnesses to that because despite our imperfections, Despite you being a holy God, because of your love, loving Abba, you found a way so that we can relate with you 
fellowship with you despite the sins in our life. In this society, people strive to be great. When we compare our lives to standards of this world, we are indeed failures. When we compare ourselves to the standard of perfection, how can we say we can pass? But Father, what gives us hope is even though we give up on ourselves sometimes, you never do. If only we can see what you can see. If only we can see the greatness of your love, we will never be sad again. We will never be overcome by grief again. Because love that comes from you, it will give us the strength and inspiration to go on until we finish our race. Walk with us, loving Father. Never leave us alone. Thank you for giving us your son. Loving Mashiach Yahushua. We pray to you at this time. You know very well our weaknesses. You know where we fall short. You know where we need to improve in our life. We will do our best. We invite you in our hearts now. Teach us what we need to learn. Teach us what we need to do. But most of all, be in the midst of your servants as we assemble in your precious name. Help us to experience you deeply in our hearts. Loving Father, thank you for blessing our observances of your Moedim. We know each time we do so, we reflect, we recollect what you have done in the past. This gives us inspiration. That when we face future trials, the same manner with your mighty hand, you delivered your people. We can count on you again and again in our life. Look upon us now. You know what we are enduring. You know what worries us. You know about our predicaments. You know those who were sick among us. Loving and compassionate, Abba Yahuwah, may you heal us, may you strengthen us, may you give us hope and strength, for we rely upon your love and the power of your mighty hand. We believe, Father, you have listened to our prayers. We ask everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. overshadow us. The memory and peace of Yahusha HaMashiach strengthen us, and the constant companionship of the Ruach Kadesh be with all of us now and forever. Amen.